Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. And it's G Money. And we are ready to get it cracking and talk about that NBA action. Yes, it yes. absolutely fantastic. And before we even get started, y'all know the drill. Y'all know what we got to do. What I need y'all to do is to sit over here and like, download, and subscribe. Pretty please. Make that happen for with us. With cherries like, on download top. Download and subscribe with cherries on top. And hey, with that being said, because I just want to jump into this week because it's like all-star week. We have the almost, the, we're just past the midway point of the year. So it's like, we ain't got to play no more. We've all been together, mm. the vast majority of us, for the majority of the season. So let's just jump right on in this. G-Money, what you drinking on? I am on the, the shield egg, bro. Just like I have been for, I don't know. <laughs> The you know, four score in a, in, a, in a couple of weeks now. Hey, this is a bona fide, genuine, certified <laughs> drinker. So if he's drinking that shield bag, I can strongly encourage oh, y'all to do the same me. thing. <laughs> y'all should be sponsoring this man. Yeah, man. And me, I'm drinking the Decor Day. I went back to the Decor Day because it feels so good. That French, got to find it, though, that French. Unbelievable cognac. But super fired up because, you know, this is a fun week. You know, oh, well, go saying? ahead and ching my glass. Yeah, then, without bro. a doubt. <laughs> ding and, and ding and ding. And, and let, let, let's get it popping. Mm. You know, this is a fun week because it leads into, um, to All Star Week, and it's kind of like when you when you lead into spring break. It's like you're so excited because you're about to have some fun. You're about to go down to Mexico and get loose and do some yeah. things you shouldn't be doing. Oh yeah, we we go jet ski, baby. <laughs> do a little bit yeah. of tricking. Do a yeah. little bit of drinking. You oh, go yeah. act a little bit bad. We at the pool, right? Yeah, and, and so that's what this week is. So you know, obviously, not a lot of heavy stuff in the NBA. Um, we've gone through the trade deadline and so on and so forth. But uh, one thing that we just recently found out. Uh, that it's like an offspring from the trade deadline is this um proverbial trade that was in the works that was possibly in the works that LeBron and the Lakers denied, but the owners were talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fodder right it, now. It, it's unequivocally fodder, but could you imagine what the deal would be with LeBron and, and Steph Curry sitting over here and um and a trade taking place and then being on the same team, I think that would instantaneously take um, the Golden State Warriors, because that's how the trade was supposed to go down, the Golden State Warriors into title contention. But w- what are some of your thoughts on that? I-, I agree. I actually do think that it would, but it's it's like you would have to essentially gut everybody other than uh, Draymond and Steph. Because I even think Clay would be uh No, Clay was all Clay was part of that. Wiseman, everybody they wanted to get rid of, plus some uh, plus some uh, uh draft compensation. Yes. And and so but but then it's like, oh okay, well then they'd have to hire you and me to to, <laughs> to, to, to be in there to be like, uh let us get rebounds and pass. Now, but but I, I, I don't quite think it would be that. I I just think they would get rid of some people they don't want to get rid of. Kaminga has already sit over and infused himself as the number two on that team, so they would get some rid of some low hanging flip fruit, maybe even some uh, uh what's that, Chris Paul. Um, yeah, but it, it would but to your point, right? It, it would also be like meaningful positions. So um, the the Lakers for to even entertain such a suggestion 
would essentially gut them of of any of the talent that they presently have, and that makes it unrealistic. One, you mean Golden State? Golden State's mm-hmm. talent, uh, because it would be we would have to to even entertain such a thing. Then it would also have to be, which would make it even more of a Herculean effort, is that the Lakers would have to then discern the players that they have on their team and then disperse them. So the amount of movement that would have taken place to even make that deal possible would have been a little bit too much to bear at a at a at a trade deadline. But even let's say separate and apart from that, because what we're really saying is is that we know that if you take the the a big man who has Magic Johnson like skills, which is what LeBron James is, and you couple him with the best shooter that has arguably ever existed in Steph Curry, that the scare that that would have put into the league was intriguing so much so that Lake that the, the owner of the Golden State Warriors said, "Well, let me at least see." I understand and, and, it, and also the GM for for Philadelphia. So you know, they say where smoke it's fire, and these individuals weren't looking for a trade um, if there was absolutely nothing there. And, and and I think that just good GM sit over and call on anybody. So I don't really think there was any smoke there. But I think the reason why the trade didn't go down is there was no way LeBron, being the greatest individual to ever touch a basketball, you know, the goat, he haw, he haw. Would sit over, here, <laughs> would sit over here and go to Golden State. Mm. He would have loved that trade if Steph was, was coming, coming to, to the Lakers. Lakers. Yes. And and I think you know, I understand Steph's position that this is my team, and you know, I'm somewhat on the same level of LeBron. Um, but if you want to have that greatness come come about, I think you would want to have it in a Laker uniform rather than a Golden State. Yeah, uniform. it w- it will be sexier. the monetization of it, it would be much sexier in a Laker. So I think that inevitably was the reason why the trade didn't go down. Obviously, um, Golden State wasn't willing to give up Steph. That's why they were the initiator of that trade. But I think LeBron would even consider it if um, if it was talking about him going and doing a pseudo uh, Durant. Move I agree. and going to link up with him. I, 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 agree. But I think the idea, the concept of it, is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? What it's almost um, it, it feels like filler because why even mention it at all? Because the truth of the matter is, is everything you said, everything that I said, the two minutes before, is the reason why it's too complicated to do. But then it's like you're mentioning it just because you just want everybody to know, hey, we were trying to bring these two uh, mega stars together. Well, it's a story. And it's obviously the first thing that we're talking about. So, yeah, um, yeah. It, it is a big deal. I but, just I, I just don't think that it was realistic, you mm-hmm. know, but 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 what I'm hearing is, is that if Le- LeBron would have said, yeah, I want to get up out of here. The Lakers would have made it happen. That's why I don't quite think it would have been as convoluted as one might think, as you're describing. Um, I think that it could have gone down, gone down without um, a significant amount of um, in-depth negotiation to make it happen. Uh, okay. Just out of respect for LeBron, because at the, the reality is, is in the past, what, 10, 15 years, the only um, 
the least 10 years, the only uh, championship that the Lakers have is the one that LeBron brought to the team. Yes. And I think they also, Jeannie also understands that they, they haven't done the best in terms of their stewardship of uh, leadership while LeBron has been with the Lakers. Well, but but here's the other side that I think that should be, let's say, noted with LeBron. LeBron has gone from Cleveland to Miami, back to, to Cleveland, and now to the Lakers. I don't think for his legacy and his longevity that he wants to be, um, let's say, a franchise hopper. He, he's, I think he, he supersedes that. Yeah. Because he I, might I, leave. He's probably going to leave. Once Bryce comes out of uh, out of the deal to play with him one year, I don't think that that's the biggest um, concern. I think his team, his family, is situated here in L.A. They have a compound out there in Bel Air. His son plays college basketball out here, and you're with the the, the greatest franchise, one of the top three or four or five franchises in the entire world. Yeah. So I don't think it would ever make any sense for LeBron, but I think that he would obviously welcome Steph Curry. Coming yeah. In. The, the, the only intrigue for LeBron would be an opportunity to play with Steph. Absolutely. But just as you just articulated, it's, it's kind of like, why at this stage and age in my career with all of that I have accomplished, do I need to attach myself as LeBron James to another franchise and ingratiate myself to another franchise? Because I'm LeBron James. Unless it's what I want. If it's something that he wants, then I don't think he has a problem doing it. it. Because it is is a a self-centric concept to LeBron. Yes, I, I don't I, I I agree with that. And I don't think that there's not a team that would not move heaven and earth to get LeBron mm-hmm. even at this age. Mm-hmm. I just think that from his perspective, it doesn't make sense because it's like I'm I'm willing to because I've already won championships mm-hmm. multiple. Mm-hmm. I've won MVPs multiple. Mm-hmm. I am literally the most points scored mm-hmm. and I and counting mm-hmm. and and with all the other statistical events that I have done. And you know what? Jeannie Buss and the Buss family in general have done a really good job of ingratiating themselves and creating an environment that is very um let's just say apropos to a superstar. So why do I want to leave that just for a ring that I could get? For shits and giggles, do you believe that the Lakers can get another ring here in L.A.? At some point in time before LeBron retires. I, I do. I actually think that this is their singular mission to get one more ring because even though cuz they got to get two in the Lakers jersey. I agree. And I think that in, in, that anybody that's on the roster today would agree that the 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 thing that they need to be singularly focused on is getting a ring to Los Angeles because we command it and we are always going to be about that. But yes, it, it it's not like it hasn't sp- uh, spun out in terms of the play on the court has not spun out to where well, that we're they, seeing a little bit different in that. We're going to talk about that in but, a second. But, but, but yes, I, I, I do, I do think that that's the, the point. Well, basically what I'm hearing is, is that the angle is coming down to, uh, this, this off season 
and getting that third high level. I think um, there's enough kind of interest. There's enough good, significant players. Maybe not a LeBron, Steph, that 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 top shelf, but mm. that second shelf player to that is um, out there that they're kind from a contractual standpoint are in a position to be able to transition to the Lakers mm-hmm. to be that three kind of star. So they have a big three now, and they're going to make another push in 2025, yes. 2026. And one of those two years, along with um, some other additions we'll talk about a little bit later. But to sit over here, and that's really going to be the push to get that last one, that 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 year 40, year 41 championship, LeBron playing um, at a slightly degraded level, mm-hmm. uh, averaging 22, 21, 22, 23 points uh, with AD uh, kind of elevating and with a third personnel uh, that, that plays at a high level to get them to a championship. And then you have another one. So you have... Uh, uh, the, the the four championships, you have the end game to kind of uh, um, round off his career. Yes. The interesting thing about this Laker team is I think that in a seven-game series, whether or not they have a home court advantage or not, that they should and do believe that they should be able to beat anyone in the league, Minnesota, Phoenix, every. Everyone but Denver. So the 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 the, the problem is their the team is not built to beat Denver. They are not built to beat Denver, and that is the issue. But but here's what twist this. Number one is is that that I agree with you wholeheartedly with that. The problem with first off of if, if in any given series they can pull that off. That is correct. The concern is, and the possible um, overt challenge is, is that can LeBron do that over the course of three series, go, then going into the championship in a fourth series at thirty nine, at thirty nine, forty, and and winning, being able to win those game five, game six, game sevens in those series four times. Let's say he has to play at that supreme level three games of a four-game series or a seven-game series, three games in that series over the course of four series. Now you're looking at 12 games consecutively within a 30-day period that or that he has to play at that supreme, supreme level, and people don't know. I think um, there's enough motivation for LeBron that doesn't get him to Jordan, but could in this particular year motivate him enough to just grab that that next one mm-hmm. so he can sit over here and say i'm almost within striking distance mm-hmm. you know um so i'm almost within striking distance with the plans that they have for 25 and 26 one number two Bronny coming and number three Bron- uh bryce coming right there at uh, 2027 if he could sit over here and maybe possibly get one it's hard to say get one this year but possibly next year Here's where the twist is, and I do want to quickly transition, and the reason why is because I want to make this point. How we've seen them play now, mm-hmm. you're talking about they're going 6-1. and one. They finally found, after Darvin Ham, which you've killed him, and everybody in the media has killed him in, is constantly switching up. Yeah, the, it, the, 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 switching, the switching is not. Well, at the end of the, it's, it's kind of like you got to sit over and figure it out. 
You yeah. got to switch and sit over and figure out what the can, mix can is. I, can I just before you and I, I want to hear your your explanation, but the th- I think the thing is is that when you traditionally look at like say um, Hall of Fame level coaches, <laughs> they, they have some stability. They have stability, and and what Darvin Ham has done is is he's switched it up. So then you're doubting. What Darvin Ham is seeing in practice, or you're and, doubting and until what... we get there, and then it's like, yeah. aha! So now we look at six and one with the team of um, what's what's the point guard, Randall? Oh, for which for team the Lakers? Are we about? For the Lakers? We're talking about the Lakers. Oh, okay. So it's so it's uh, it's uh, D'Angelo Russell, Russell, Russell. Point. Hold on, let's go person by person. Russell's been playing absolutely phenomenal Finally. for about 20 games. It's so funny when that father Finally. gets put under his booty. Now he's ready to start playing. So Finally. we got Russell playing at the level that, the that we expected him to. Ex- the expectation was, but that the team needed him to play at to make all of this work. Yes. We have at the two, we got Reeves who finally Darwin have it. Dar- Darvin Ham has decided to put him in the starting lineup. Yes, it was the hell was about him move. getting tired a smart and, and, or getting kicked cooked at the end yes. of the season. Smart move because at the end of the day, is the reality is is he's one of their better players. Then we got Rua that you know he finally said, okay, uh, we have the halfway point. I yeah, didn't conserve yeah. my energy and all that. I'm ready to come play. He just had a 35 point game the other yes, day. He did. So you know, with him playing. He doesn't have to do 35, obviously, every single game, but with him playing consistently at a higher level, at the, at the high, at a high enough level of expert, of expectations, expectations and, and, sure. and what he's cap, his capabilities. Here's where it twists It's about his capabilities. Yeah. We know this man can play when he wants to play. The, the reality is, is when, is he going to be, um, self motivated enough to play at that level consistently? And it looks like he's kind of gotten to that point. Maybe LeBron took him out or took him out on the yacht and just said, Hey, you know, I, I really like you. I want to take care of you. The Who knows what But at the end of right. the day, is he's playing at a different level. And then you add LeBron and AD, and AD is playing absolutely phenomenal. He's taking much more of a a a, a forward step to um to that leadership brass and and being more vocal and yeah. being more present in the moment um as a leader. And so when you're looking at this team together and they're playing like that, but it all it, it, the crux is. Is that the PG and Rua have to play at the levels of expectation for this team to do what we think that they can do, what we want them to do? Yes. And, and we saw this last year that we saw this big turnaround after yes. the trade. With Vanderbilt is in particular. With, and that, Vanderbilt that, will Vanderbilt, be coming back. Yeah. And we hope, we hope. No, he will. It's like we still got another almost back. 40 games. So, we can expect within 40 games or another three and a half months, he's going to be back by then. I don't think he's going to be out for the entire season. So really, I don't want him to come back too soon. I want this to be solidified. And then you have Vanderbilt coming off the bench, which could be, you know, if he played the whole year, could be the sixth man of the year. You follow right. what I'm saying? Right. So we actually have the ingredients. And really, we're at a 6-1. Where can we be at? By the midpoint in March, can right. we be at? Um, can the record look somewhat what the 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 previous Clipper resurgence 
look like where where they're twenty three and three. You understand right, what I'm right. saying? So that's what I'm hoping to see. The the challenges is the West is so challenging. Yeah, and, it is, and the team it, is still not built teams. for the monsters of Minnesota um, and, and of Denver to really. Um, if those teams get rolled in there and you throw in a, a Celtics on the road, you throw in, yeah. uh, you know, um, a Bucks, you know, uh, throw in a, uh, 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 at home, you know, there's yeah. enough, there's enough great teams in the league that right after the All Star game, that can maybe not make that record as sexy mm-hmm. as we saw the Clippers, but there's a, a un- unequivocal sense of ascension. Yes. Can the, we the, go there? the funny thing about the Lakers, just to sum it up from my perspective, from my perspective, is just winning the game needs to be paramount to them. So the 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 thing that is mm-hmm. the 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 cure all, mm-hmm. the 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 proverbial like uh ointment for everything. Mm-hmm is winning the game. So if they go into every single solitary game with the singular focus of, I don't care who does what, we just need to win the game. We need to actually win the game. And it's about winning, then that is the Laker way. I think this lineup is a a manifestation of that. Oh. Darvin Ham saying we got to win. Because, again, he didn't want Reeves in there because he didn't got, want mm-hmm. Reeves to get beat I up. I don't want to hear – no no Laker fan wants to hear about all the excuses of, well, this guy didn't hit, hit his jumpers or this or that. Nobody cares. It's like win the damn game. Right. But, but, but when you're a head coach, you always have to be looking forward. And I think him was doing that. He was trying to be Nostradamus too much in terms of where the team would be at, mm. what their mental and physical state would be at, at three quarters of the way. And so um, maybe this is just his hustle that said, I want to sit over here and preserve some of these individuals. So as we get to this all-star game, which is used to be in our, in our day and age at the halfway point, mm-hmm. and now it's a little bit past that halfway right. point. So then we're literally on the downslope and we can just run. Yeah. And, and it could be, could have been tactical. The thought process, why everybody was sitting over the hill on fire saying, be. why isn't Austin Reeves in there? Why isn't Rua sitting over and giving the oh, why is, Why is Rui? So, so you know what? The, I, I, to you, you keep, you've brought him up three times. Mm-hmm. Rui, this is the first time that he's looked like the guy that we saw last year. The, the, these last, uh, let's say, three games, mm-hmm. this is the first time that we've said, Oh, there's the guy. Mm-hmm. There's the guy that I remember um, why we gave you the extra contract, <laughs> it, it, or the extra money. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, you are here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so thank you. I, I, I almost forgot because he had been playing so terrible mm-hmm. that it was just like it was disgusting to where you wanted to, to cast him off and you wanted to trade him. Mm-hmm. And he was not trade up old. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Is I just think that mentally the all of the guys are just starting to kind of understand. And Vanderbilt started to do this as well before he got hurt. Is that guess what? 
I need to produce in order for this engine to flow. It's not uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a cloud of dust. Like, no, it's not a cloud of dust. Mm -hmm. Like, I need we as a as an organization, Mm -hmm. we need all of you guys to produce at a high level. It is required. I would love to know what the trigger was for that. But but I also want to talk to you about this because we have another team in the West that is almost in the same predicament. Um, the difference is is their other star player, their 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 second star player, um, has been in and out of the lineup, mm. and they haven't really been able to find a, uh, a a continuity within the within the flow for the team. But but whenever time that this man interjects into the team, interjects into uh, into the starting lineup and playing at a, um, at the level that he's capable of playing, they surge, and that's Kyrie. Ooh, and, and, and Kyrie and, is and, dangerous. And, and just where the tie is to the Lakers is, is that that could be that missing link next year. You know, they're looking yeah. for that one. And if I'm D'Angelo goal. Russell, I want to make sure that I put myself in a position to where. You don't want that guy. Well, here's what Twist says. He can't do that because you're talking about Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell. I don't care how. No, no, no. Kyrie's better. So, so, so the thought process <laughs> is can, can D'Angelo make himself so attractive to where De'An, or to where Dallas is willing to make that swap? Yeah. And think that the dip is not going to be so great Such a that, dip. that you got, that you can also get away from Kyrie and inactive. It, it, can he raise his value to where there there can be a semblance of an equal trade there? Okay, um, where he's playing, Kyrie's not consistently, um, but he's playing at at a high level that's not quite Kyrie, mm-hmm. but it's a it's consistent and high enough to where we can make that trade. Yes, and that's where because he's not going to sit over here and play well enough to where we're not going to sit over here and be outside of the D'Angelo Russell trade world you know what you know what i love about uh what d'angelo is doing right now is d'angelo has a real opportunity you know every every player who's let's say good because d'angelo is good he's he's made a couple all-star games maybe one maybe two maybe two i i I don't don't quote me don't Don't quote me but 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 he he's been a he's been a good player Mm -hmm. through the majority of his career Mm -hmm. He's had streaks. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, up. He's been down. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has established himself as a professional. Mm-hmm. The The thing that is in front of him is that he has an opportunity to establish himself as a mainstay, like a guy who can be called upon to deliver the the best of himself. And it's just kind of like, a beautiful uh, observation. Will he do it? Will he be the guy? He under he should know that he has uh, shrunk against Denver in particular. Mm-hmm. But 
just let's if say, he wants to bring put value on himself, step up against Denver. Step up against Denver. They win the playoff. You play Denver. If he does that, and you beat you average twenty three against Denver. Murray, yes. and, and you say I'm that dude. Right, right, right. That's how you. That's how, oh, you, that's how you apply value to yes. yourself. If he, if but he until does then, but until then, until he makes himself because he's an unserious individual. Mm. And here's where the reality. Now he's made waves. He's done things. He's done. He's done. To, he, to he's accomplished. Um, no, I'm talking about this year. In terms okay. of this run, this 20 game run, to make people say, "Hmm." But here's what twist is: if you can't do it till the very last game of this season, mm-hmm. then your reputation will revert back to what it was. Before. Yes, and his reputation is is that you're a guy who's going to be. Uh, what I what I used to say, what I did say about uh, Anthony Davis, he he he's been a shrinking violet. Mm-hmm. So when but, when, but that when, happens when you're young and you're immature, and he has an opportunity to be older, yeah. more mature, and understand the stakes. And hopefully, LeBron, somebody sat down with him and said, "This is." This is the, this the, is the bar you have. This to is the delays yourself to. You have it's, to be. It, it, it's not about your talent because you're talented enough to play on this stage. But can you play on this stage consistently? Can but, you? But, but really, what I want to talk about is Denver. I mean, excuse me, Dallas, because Dallas is sitting over here. When, when you have somebody like Luca, okay, that's that special. When you have Kyrie. The challenge is Kyrie has only played a handful, not a handful, but he's only played a, a certain percentage of games. And um, when they're together, it looks like it's great. Mm-hmm. It looks like it could be great, but there's just not enough time together. So it yeah. might be a felling, uh, a felling option upon them. But we can't waste Luca. Talent's too great to waste. You have too much money behind that team mm-hmm. to not get it done. Can they sit over and cut bait with Kyrie, which makes an easy trade to the Lakers, to sit over here and go all in, very similar with the Allisons now owning the, the franchise, and do a very similar um, trick like how the Clippers have done mm-hmm. and just bring two, three monsters to play along Luca and Force their way into the top three. In the, Dallas in, in is the a, in, Dallas is one of one of the interesting uh, storylines of this season and ha- have been in seasons past. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the deal. Okay, you bring in Kyrie. This is now year two of them playing together. They've they've had uh, let's say inconvenient injuries that have occurred. Whether it's been, uh, Luca or Kyrie to where we haven't had a long stint of seeing those two guys play together, mm-hmm. but they are so dynamic, but they are guard heavy like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So if you, when you talk about Hardaway, you talk about, and so everybody else mm-hmm. on that roster is kind of like we're fill-ins to basically, Get rebounds and play defense, mm-hmm. and and that's, and that's not just, enough to win a title. And you have to get some enough. real people. But I, I don't. I don't think with Kyrie there that that can take place. It, I think it, you it, have it, to construct some trades maybe. to make that happen in free agency and so on and so forth. Yeah, but I don't I, think, I, I, especially maybe. with the the lack of time that Kyrie's playing. But I think 
that um, I think something um, unique is going to happen. And I think that the league as a whole. Well, you know, the trade date has already passed. It has already passed. And so nobody is looking at this year in terms of making action. I mean, go ahead and drink your Chantelize, man. But I'm having a great conversation because, you know, (laughs) we're talking about some real shit. Luca. At some point in time, we have it's just like when you have any great individual. You have to build a team around that great individual for the league's sake. Mm. You know, especially when you have white players that can play at the at the heights that Luca can play at. We, yeah, Luca. We, we've seen the Joker, and they they created a team. He's a special for, guy um, as a white player to sit over here for, for yeah. the galvanization of the league. So I, I, and that's happened I, with Luca. I, I always say this in in, in reverence mm-hmm. to um, Larry Bird. Uh, opened the world's eye to. These white players. Now, mind you, we've had it was twenty years between yeah the, there, between there, all there, whites yeah and, and Larry there, Bird. There was, a, there was a yeah there there was a Bob Cousy's and, and all of them <laughs> the Pistol Pete's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong there's there's Hall of Famers that are are, are 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 white players but what I'm saying is is in the modern era in the modern era in the modern era and, and when you can market them differently yeah and, and they want to market Luca differently. Yeah, but the team doesn't have the type of success. So when you have uh, owners now, because you got to remember, you had a, a a low level billionaire on the team before. Now you have a very high level billionaire uh, owners mm-hmm. that that own the vast majority of it. Now it's a different world, mm-hmm. just like it has been for the Clippers when mm-hmm. you had a low level owner with Sterling, and now you have a high level owner with Balmer, mm-hmm. where cats can spend the money. Get and don't done. care about it. They, they, they will. will. We'll put this <laughs> way, that money. That, that money is not going to affect their world at all. Yeah. The Adelsons, you know, uh, w- with the wife, have enough money to sit over here and do that and wrap a team around this white player. Yeah. And, and so I think um, the league and the team overall is that's the approach going into 2025. Now, that doesn't mean they won a championship. What that means is that they're not in the eighth or ninth spot on yeah. the West. They're right. in the third or fourth spot. Right. Well, that That's what they did with the Clippers. Right. He said over and bought it. a team to be in that third, fourth, or excuse me, that, that, that third, second, or first spot. Maybe fourth. All of that is the shit. Yeah, you, the you, you, we right still have there. to play the games. So, but but, but talent, but yes, but talent, talent, talent executes dictates. on those games. I agree, and, and and I think I think this is a team that's setting up when you make that trade and get some compensation, get a couple players that they can sit over and then apply some real cash to sit over and really make that team a monster. Yes, next year around a. A, a gifted and talented player like Luca. So I, I think it's exciting for the league of what's going to take place within the next two years following this year. And you know what? And with everything that you just said, I still will say, I don't believe that the Dallas Mavericks are going to be relevant at all. <laughs> this year? No, no, this year or next year. Well, I, I would be willing to take that bet that next year they're, they're, they're relevant. You can write down and take a picture. All right. And, and, and next year, they I might just, be relevant. Just, they might not be in the play-in. But in 2026, they're going to be vying. They'll be in the conference championship. Okay. I'll be willing to bet money on that. Okay. That particular so. franchise 
did it right in terms of um, bringing uh, uh, or galvanizing a, a, a complete team mm-hmm. one time and they won the championship. They immediately dismantled the same team that won the championship. Because the cost to bear on that one single owner who didn't really have that much money was saying, okay, let me make this money. Yeah, He, he was I always was, trying to cash grab. He, he, he was fixated on His sale of the majority of his ownership stake was a cash grab mm. because he didn't have really, he wasn't, it's a big difference between three, four billion dollar owner and a 30, 40 billion dollar owner. It's yeah, ten but, times different. It's a big. It's right. a, that's a and, lot and, of money. And, and that's we, a lot of billions. Here, here's the funny thing about Bomber. Bomber doesn't care about. He's the money. richest owner of any Bomber, professional sport in the world. Bomber could lose. Uh, let's just say that, that this is going to be a negative revenue in, entity. But it doesn't matter because that's how much he wants to win. But the but negative rem- uh, revenue is—he's is, is, not going to lose a billion. If he loses two hundred million, that's like us losing two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, our, our sky isn't going to fall if we lose two thousand dollars. If he loses two hundred million in the yeah. year, but still wins. Yeah. But and, and you know what? And, and I got dare I say my father. My father is is told me he was like a bomber wants to win a ring. So Bomber is going to move heaven and earth to win a ring, especially because he did he built that built that Intuit Dome. But his intelligence, well, the Intuit Dome unequivocally, but the intelligence of not panicking when they were shitting shitting mm. the bed, mm. when they were figuring it out, when they were um, um, getting acclimated and yeah. figuring out how to win this. And that, uh, and have the wherewithal to not panic on Ty, uh, uh, Tyron Lue. Um, and Tyron Lue is, was probably the smartest hire that they ever did. If they ever did. Hey, guess what? LeBron told the Lakers to hire this motherfucker and they were too stupid to do it. Well, Genie, no, you messed no, no, up. no, no, not Genie. It's not Genie. It's Palinka. But Genie hired Palinka. Genie chose to listen to Palinka. That's why okay. Magic had to okay. go. Oh, Magic right. was like, "Oh, you want to listen? Oh, are we getting deep? Are you we want, getting no, deep? no, no. You want to listen? <laughs> you want to listen to Magic? I mean, you want to listen to Palinka, not me? Hey, I don't have nothing to do with okay. this. He went downstairs and said, "I ain't got nothing to do with this." Okay. For, for Genie's sake, because I, I like her as a as an owner. You, that yeah, you, I, you saw I, the I TV show and said she's a sweetie. Oh, oh say she's so cute. No, no, listen. Aside from her physical aesthetics, because she is cute, but but aside from that, hey, she did Playboy. But but, but, uh, I digress. She did Playboy. Yes, Jeannie did. And I know you had it too. I know you had. Okay, I I know you had it. I (laughs) I know you still got it for the cut. (laughs) Let let me not talk about it too much. But I I look, Jeannie is um, a class act. Because hey, cause all class acts do Playboy, huh? Well, <laughs> I won't say that, 
But, uh, you know, it just happens to be that it coincides with her. <laughs> Jenny's yeah. a jack. I miss her daddy. No, 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 no. <laughs> she ain't a jack. And, and damn you for saying that. Do, do I need to challenge you to a duel? No. Okay. Challenge Palinka with a okay. sorry ass. Don't be talking about Jeannie now. Jeannie you know, you and Palinka. Oh, be careful. <laughs> now, the only thing that I will say, though, is, is that, um, the Lakers organization led by Jeannie has been, uh, I think if I am a superstar player, I think that they have been the classiest and most um, like just the, in terms of the pageantry and, and, and the respect they they have we haven't they seen have that since Kobe. That. We haven't seen that since Kobe. Let me tell you something. They have if it wasn't for clutch, if it wasn't for clutch sport, they would have even had AD. And this is a problem. No, and Magic Johnson too. Well, Magic, I mean, Jesus Magic. Christ, that was, that was his daddy. What I'm saying is, is that this team has not drawn the type of superstars that our father did. Mm. This is a fact. Well, you know, his father was still alive with, with, with Shaq and all that. He was old. He was on a ventilator and all that. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that the Laker brand held a lot more esteem pre-Genie mm. than it has done post-Genie. That's why there have been deserts uh periods when they've um, been at the very bottom. And even when they have the perennial superstar of the, of the sport, they're still struggling to get into the playoffs is because um, Jeannie choosing to be with Palenka, who most people don't like Palenka, which makes it difficult for him to get the type of trades that need to get done. But this, you know, these are all your assumptions. Well, well no, right. my assumptions are built off of the results that we've witnessed. Okay. I don't disagree that Palinka's, let's say, um, reputation, his his reputation Mm -hmm. has made it, let's say, more difficult for him to make blockbuster trades. But the thing about it is, is that it's still that you're dealing with the Lakers. So I think what's been more of a prevailing point other than Palinka is the fact that nobody wants the Lakers to win because the Lakers winning is like, ah, it's the same old, same old. We've been doing that for 40 years. Before we was born, the Lakers have been making blockbusters. But since Palenka's been here, the only blockbuster that's been done have been catalysts of LeBron. So, so fine. So, but, but the, but the thing that I want to articulate is, you have to have to give Palinka a little bit of credit because Palinka pulled off the million dollar trades of uh, five or six guys last year. Who? Uh, oh, why those, do you think those, old, those old Mickey Mouse trades. Okay, church. when you say Mickey Mouse, they're not Mickey Mouse. Did we because, win the deal? How about this? Did we win the deal? But did we get to the Western Conference Finals? So the Western Conference Finals is now. The new barometer no, in terms of how we not. gauge the Lakers. It is not. But what but what what, what I Kobe can say is, is flipping in his grave no, here. You say what, that listen, we as when I say we, see this this is where I always laugh at my <laughs> own self. I gotta laugh at myself. I gotta say we like I'm a part of the franchise. I am. Uh, I, I am. Okay. 
<laughs> the 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 Lakers understand that that this is championship or bust. It, it is championship or bust. We don't put up banners other than dare I say that they put up the uh, no the, no no don't foo foo it. And, 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 hold on, here's what twist is. This is the problem. Dallas fans, I tried to give y'all some love. It's this thing right here that does not allow us to talk about the Dallas Mavericks because he has to go to his teams. My team so, is the greatest. So, so, so I just want to say I tried to speak on your team, and I've made very fundamental points. But we're going to move on because okay, we can't right, spend right. the entire show speaking right. on the Lakers. You're, you're and right. I tried to transition you're you right. to Dallas <laughs> and you wouldn't transition. You know so what? we have to transition this to the East my, now. This was my happy, happy, <laughs> joy, joy. And I, and, I, and I had a moment where I wanted to go all in on the Lakers. All in. And, and but, I know it's okay. like you want to go all in on okay. the Raiders. I, so I, we have to move on. We, we have to move on. Okay. We literally so, have to Because move this on. is an objective show. We have to move on. But you're not objective. I that's why we're I have about tendencies. The absolutely um, ridiculous, in my opinion, Cleveland Cavaliers, who are absolutely getting popping. Uh, and guess what? As that's much a good shit topic. as I talk about about certain teams, when they get it cracking, I'm going to be the first person to, on the flip side, give them and heap upon them the praise that they have unequivocally earned and deserved. And when you talk about Cleveland, when you talk about Donovan Mitchell, who sit over and thrusted himself, uh, now that Embiid's not there, into the MVP conversation, and he's taken this franchise and said, y'all didn't know that I'm one of the real ones. My name might be Basic and Donovan Mitchell. It might not have a le and a blonde in there. It might not be um, a, a unique name. But I'm Donovan Mitchell, and I'm here to stay, and I'm sitting over here getting mm. it cracking, and I'm going to sit over here and let individuals know that I'm the real deal. And I think it's not to sit over here and necessarily because he loves this franchise so much. I think it's to sit over and let the league know I'm the one with the realest ever and come get me like they did with Dane and come put me with somebody great. Mm. And he wants to be up out of Cleveland. Okay. But at the end of the day is – Finally, Cleveland, after year after a decade of of, of being Mediocrity. with LeBron, not being with LeBron, and not really knowing how to construct a phenomenal team around them, what they've done is they found a couple of scouts. Some they they found a few people in the organization that have found a way to make a team without a player like a LeBron, yeah, or a, or a Steph, or a, um, a Giannis. Without that superstar, they have constructed, and that's what happens when yes. teams are on the down slope. And if they just draft correctly, we got—I mean, man, man. Well, man. look here, and they got people now in the G that, League. Now that you have made me shift ranks, <laughs> uh, M- Mobley is a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the other dude's name? Their uh, uh, center. They it, yeah. I mean, I, I, they they, they got a whole bunch of people that that nobody out there is going to know really like that. But they, how they come together, how they play together. Yes. Um, the, the the only thing that I think that is missing with them is they're gonna. It's 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 like every good team that we've seen in this league. 
they are going to have to produce at the level that they do in the regular season. They're going to have to do that in the playoffs and beat somebody. So, so, so here's the deal. Uh, the reason why they're number two is because Joel Embiid got hurt. The deal is when the Bucks have went on a the Bucks have went from two to three. down to three, but uh, Philly has dropped because Joel Embiid. But that two spot they took, and okay. that has got to be real. They here, took here, it. Here's the beautiful thing about it. Celtics, I think that they're going to run the day. They're going to end up being number one. They're number one right now. And then there's anybody that's going to stop them. Mm-hmm. So then what's going to happen is, will the Cavaliers um, ascend? Will the Cleveland Cavaliers, will Cleveland finally ascend to themselves to the, to the two spot? And then will they win Round one and round two. If and they bring Bonnie up and, and be in the conversation, if final. they bring Bonnie up, you know who Bonnie is? No, okay, give it to me. Ebony, or give the public. Ebony, when he left high school, was the number two behind Chet in, in, in high school. Mm. This came out the same year as Chet. He went to Memphis with Hardaway, got in some trouble. Then had to transfer to Eastern Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Gave out bars. Got what, drafted. What is he? So, so he's a, he's a 6'9 super shooter. 6'10, 6'9, 6'9 super shooter. Super shooter. Super, uh, averaging the highest three pointer, uh, percentage. So what you're telling me is if, if, if they, if he's in their G League right now, he's in, just, just crushing. <laughs> like crush, crushing, just absolutely crushing the G League. And so, um, if they bring him up for the, for the playoffs, he got drafted and he got picked in the second round. This was a top, this was a lottery pick player that because of he's a little rough around the edges, um, he got in a little bit of trouble in college that he fell to the second round. They picked him up. He plays for their G League, and he's absolutely crushing it. So what you're telling me is is that if the team as president constructed, because they, they do have a lot of talent mm-hmm. on their team, obviously, mm-hmm. if they bring him up, do you think that they're going to uh, represent the opposition to the Celtics in the, well, in the Eastern what I Conference think is they finals. can play. I think I think they can push because the Celtics are going to be there. Well, I think they right. The Celtics are going to be there right there to take a picture. What I do believe is is that you bring Ebony up, they're going to beat the Bucks. Ooh, you bring Ebony up, that's a big if deal. You bring Ebony up, they're going to push the Celtics to Game Six, Game Seven. Right there, I'll take a picture and could fuck around and beat them. Well, then we we need to be picked up because well, you just you just said some things. And anybody don't don't know, go on uh go on G League's page, go on the Cleveland Cleveland's um G League page and see his highlights. This dude mm. is a monster. I've been following since high school. And He's you a think, monster. And what you're telling me is is that you think that that is going to supersede what Dane and Giannis and 
all of the well, you, only you're, because you're, of you're, how Cleveland because Cleveland again doesn't have any superstars. So if you have five B pluses and you add a A minus, mm. you're gonna be better. Yeah. Ugh. And so it's all about if those five B pluses play B plus in the playoffs. Yeah. While adding this A minus, it's gonna average that grade up. And it's gonna, and, and, and that's what he is. He's an A minus, maybe not for 82. He's not ready for 82 till next year. But let me tell you something. He can go on a 20 game run. run. Like, you know, you get him in there 15, 20 okay. games before the end of the season, get okay. him acclimated to the NBA, to that deal, let him get hot, and then put him out there in the playoffs. Yes, because they run. Here's, here's the funny thing about uh, all of these players, all of them. How do you play with pressure? How do you play with pressure determines whether Just or not you Just don't have any in. pressure because Cleveland is a team that wasn't expected to be there. So there should be no pressure. Just go play. I don't give a fuck if I win or lose. We're here and weren't expected to be we're here. We're here to shock and awe. No, we're not here to do shit. We're, here. we're just playing having fun. We weren't even supposed to be here. And we've been having fun the whole year just playing and just winning. So just continue that standpoint. Don't don't heap the expectations of success onto your shoulders mm. because you didn't get those expectations. Those burdens, those burdens are for us, for, Philly, for other people, for Philly. Therefore, they're for everybody else who who's looking at you now and is and is wow. It's not for you. Mm. You didn't get here to get those expectations. Well, can you, je- you had expectations. can you Jedi mind trick that into when when the playoffs begin? If they can't. pay me enough, <laughs> you know they can pay me as okay. a, as a as okay. a consultant. Okay, yeah, but but I just tell you from a mindset standpoint is you you literally j- just nobody's expecting you to win. Just, just anyway. don't give a fuck. Like yeah. we weren't supposed to win, so I don't give a fuck if we win or not. Just play. Just have fun. Just crush them. Yeah. Next year, you can worry about those expectations because for damn sure you will have them at the beginning of the season. Yeah. This year, you didn't have them. So don't, 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 don't acquire them. Don't assume them. Don't absorb them. Just go play. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm just having fun. That's what we've been doing. That's how we got here to number two. We've just been having fun. Just have fun. We got a man that's over here going crazy because he got a point to prove. Keep proving that point, and let's see where the chips fall. And if you do that, the chips might fall in your favor. That that's very true. Or they don't. And guess what? It's all right. Next year we popping. Yeah. Next year bring all the expectations we're ready for. But this year, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just have that mentality and watch what happens. And watch what happens. I, I can't wait for the playoffs. I, I damn near am like, I want to, I want to hurry up and get to them because I, I don't even know. But here's what's funny. When you talk about those expectations, then we got to talk about the Celtics <sighs> who are just, I mean, they appear to be head and shoulders above everybody. They are else. head and shoulders. And they are. But here's where twist is. We've seen them fold like cheap ass lawn chairs. We've seen that take place in the playoffs. I just don't, I'm not sold that this is that team that's going to fold. And here's where the reality is. Prozingas might be the differentiator. Yes. Not, not might be. 
I mean, not in terms of performance, but in terms of them not folding. Like, you know how you have a, you can have a chair and if it doesn't have, if it's not properly balanced with, with three legs, Mm -hmm. you know, a three legged chair is not going to work. On two legs, it's going to fall over. But you put that third leg there, it's not. And I think that's what Prozingus is. I agree with you. I think that if you say that this is Tatum, Brown, and him, if you don't, if you don't bring him there, if it, and if the other two don't understand that he's that third leg, and how about this? Every other guy that we're not even mentioning is low key an all star or, or has all star rock solid capability. Mm-hmm. So rock solid. That, mm-hmm. they're 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 rock solid at guard and forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and I like coach. And I like their coach. I think the coach is um he's determined he should be. He's no well he is, but also I think he has a certain calmness. He reminds me of um mm-hmm. the Miami Heat coach when he was young. Yeah, Spolstra. He reminds me of a young Spoltra, um, just intelligent, um, um, cerebral. You um, heard me say this with almost like the first or second um, episode of this season. Mm-hmm. I said the Celtics are going to be the representation mm-hmm. in the finals. I said book it, write a book it, mm-hmm. book it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was th- to me the entire season mm-hmm. has been about who is going to represent the the West. So Denver is favored, but. Denver is not guaranteed because of. I, I just, I, I'm not. A, I don't believe Denver's going to be get there, and I'm going to take any and all bets. Denver ain't going to get there. Okay. Denver's not going to get to the championship right now. Take a picture. It's going to be the Celtics, and that's aggressive too. It is not going to do it, and it's not that they're boobles. Not that the team. I just think that there's there's some monsters out there, but there's some monsters out there. Right down, take a picture in the West. There are some monsters. I, I I agree. Obviously, I want the Lakers, and I'll say it one more time. I want the Lakers to be there, but I think the Lakers. Please stop talking about it. The Lakers have playing. a piss poor chance. Please stop talking about the Lakers because there's too much dominance up up top. Yes, with the Clippers, with the Clippers, with Minnesota and Denver. Just stop talking about the Lakers. The Lakers might sneak into that game, but it's really about those big four. I, That's I all we got to talk about. You know what? But I almost, I almost have is. to be beaten into submission because yes, and I'm because, and I'm the one to beat you into it. But here's yeah. the twist: is on the East is okay. And, and the same the the same question is on the East with the Celtics, but it's one team, not mm. four. Yeah. But the twist is is that the three to four below them. Yeah. All sexy. Yeah. The Knicks are sexy. The Knicks are the sexy. The Pacers are sexy. Yeah. The Bucks are sexy. Yeah. And Philly with what's it called coming back? Yeah, with with Joel and B. Joel so you understand what I'm saying? So, so the back. twist is on the West is the top four are all the sexy. On the East is you have the Celtics and the next four are the sexy. 
And so what comes out of each sexy is going to determine, yeah, you know, that final. You you follow what I'm saying? And and you know what? The, this is um, the playoffs are a battle of wills because when I have to beat somebody four times, that just ultimately that just means I have to. I've seen your playbook. I have seen your tendencies. I've seen but, everything. But there talent is. is the great differentiator. Differentiator. So, yes. so, so when so that's why I'm bucketing them and like that. So the big fours is all about where the ta- where the talent's going to be. Yeah, and because it right now it kind of looks like oh well maybe this or maybe that, but. When the rubber meets the road, when the rubber meets the road, where are the Celtics? Can they win in this pressure cooker of whoever comes out of that lower level big four? Mm-hmm. Does that team put enough heat on them to make them fold like we've seen them fold? Like, like I don't, like, I, I don't like, believe like, in anybody's like beating long chairs, old yeah. school long chairs. Yeah. Do they fold or is this the year? Because of the addition of Prozingis and that they're, yes. that they're so, um, put together well that they sit over here and win. That's I, the big I, question. I, yes. And, and you know what? To me on the East, I don't think there is a big question. I don't think in a four game series that anyone the, is but, going to but, be but the so that, so you're assuming they're not going to fall. I, I don't think that there is. I, if, if if I were a team in the East, regardless of all the things that we said, I don't think that there is a team in the East that will be able to beat the Celtics. And see, I don't think that. I think well, what New York has done with that coach, I don't think well, who Indiana is with uh, adding uh, four games, four games, four games. I don't think. Okay. Oh, I'll put it this way. I'm not saying I don't, I know. I'm just saying I don't think that it's quite as easy. Okay. You know, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that that East, whoever comes out of that big four below the Celtics is going to be grizzled, is going to be a little bit um, rough around the edges where I believe the, the Celtics role to the conference championship is going to be a lot lighter. Mm. And I believe that, that they are susceptible to getting gangster in the, in the championship like they always have been. And it's, and that's where the dichotomy lies. That's where the rubber meets the road. Are they, Gangster enough to get there. And so I look forward to seeing what will happen there. But there is, in my opinion, no foregone conclusion that Mm -hmm. that's where they're at. So, you know, I'm excited to see um, what transpires, what takes place. Mm. But we are going to have an opportunity to see. Yeah, I love it. Ooh, ooh, we! I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, as we sit over here, wind this bad boy down. you know, two more lighthearted, less um, uh, cerebral conversations, mm. but are far more fun. And, you know, again, when we get to this time, 
and the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game is something special to me because it is. I happened to live in Las Vegas when the All-Star Game came to Las Vegas for that first time, and I was able to live it in 4D mm-hmm. <laughs> and really know the, the top yeah, yeah. foolery and, 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 and yeah, the type yeah. Because All-Star has a, has a, ha, definitely has a gravitas to it. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just does. But it's funny. They've been having it in places that are are not known or not traditional for um um that uber um yes. hollywood like eccentric type deal you know we've been having it in utah and now we're having it in mm. minneapolis um so you know outside of in terms of that aspect of the parting you know just what are your thoughts on the all-star game itself because when we when we came up all-Star game meant something for players. Yeah, it did. And they played hard and they went hard. You know, the reality is, is, um, that's not the world we live in now. Here's, here, here's the, here's the thing that I think that the NBA is missing of why it was good. So in years past, when it was, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and so on and so on and so on, Mm -hmm. that this became uh, almost like an arrogant display of all of my skill sets. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, yeah. Um, And and, um, description of what it was. Yeah, it it was, uh, let me show... You got on the world stage on the against world the stage. best of the best that I'm the best I, it, of the best. It has to be indicative of these um, more recent generations on why the iteration of the game has changed because it's not just changed in basketball. It, it's changed in football in terms of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. In terms yes. of um, nobody wants this to is get why hurt. It's not We're not going to take it seriously. Yes, and so um, you, you mentioned something earlier where you're excited about it going back to East and West. I, because I am. There, there's a true deline- delineation of a difference between what we fight against already yes. to get to the championship. Yes. The 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 thing that I think that the the NBA and other leagues have missed the mark on is competition means something. So to so to athletes mm-hmm. there has to be a little bit of vitriol. There has to be a little bit of of uh, who who's better uh you versus me. Mm-hmm. It can't be this uh, kumbaya uh, love mm-hmm. fest of uh, we're all hugging each other. It's like no, mm-hmm. that that's not competition mm-hmm. at its core. It's not. Mm-hmm. So you need to establish competition in order to like prove a point because you need to allow athletes to feel as though that they're trying to prove a point. The the number one thing that the the league should do is uh, the the NBA is that they should say that you need to say to the league that home court advantage in the finals is predicated mm-hmm. on who wins East versus West. Oh, that's aggressive. No, it is absolutely 
critical because if you have me that, playing that, for that, something, that, that would, that, that's, I mean, I'm not hating to say that, I mean, that's super strong. That's like, I, I don't even know. Baseball that, does. I don't even know how to describe that. That's super strong. Baseball does. It. I do absolutely. I never even thought about that. We will need to revisit that next week after the All Star. Okay, just forgive me, and I'm. But so you can absorb it. Super strong. Like, yes, strong is. Think about it that way, because yeah. because I would say this: if you separate East versus West, mm-hmm. and then you just separate the All Stars, East versus West, and then you say we're playing for something. This is exactly what they did with the play in mm-hmm. tournament. Mm. So it's the same concept. Church on the move. If I, you I never say, thought about that. that, that if that, you that's, say that the all-star game is playing for something to where the winner is the one who no, has home court I, 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 lo- I love that thought process. I will tell you this. This is my challenge. This is my my um my personal uh issue with it. Is why do we have to put stipulations on people competing? And that's my problem with this generation of player across all sport lines is it's all right to compete aggressively and hard with our counterparts. And maybe even throw some blows, maybe even some little fisticuffs. But we understand once the whistle blows and the game is done, the horn is blown, that we know it wasn't personal. Mm. I didn't hate you. I just wanted to win more than you. Like, why isn't the win more important? Whether the teams are, are... um, mixed, or whether they're divided versus eat versus west. Why is it a win? Mm. Why doesn't this generation have the mindset of simply, I'm going to win it, simply to say, I'm better. Okay. I won. I get it. The, 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 the simple answer to your question is this. I think that people, for all of the variety of personalities, mm-hmm. because the greats, they're self-motivated. They want to win all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if we're playing part cheesy. Right. They, 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 they want to win all the win. time. That's the Michael Jordans, the Kobe's, the LeBron. However... The all-stars that are coming in, not everybody has that same level, right? Mm -hmm. So the only thing that you can do as an organization Mm -hmm. is just say, I have to put a, a carrot out here. I have to put, I have to put a reason why you need to care or. I don't sit over here and put a person in my organization that doesn't have the dog. And this is when we come around to, and I hate to even go here, it's a Draymond. Give me, give me, give me nine Draymonds on my team. 
Yeah, I, I, listen. With, People with that type of dog. I, I give me Isaiah, it, Isaiah, it. who just got arrested for a team fight because they love to criminalize us, and he was arrested. You know, my man from the Pistons who booed the Phoenix. Give me nine of them mm-hmm. who just want to win because I want to win. But you know what makes Draymond, and, and I don't care if it's for a Twinkie. You, you know what makes Draymond uh, unique on his team is because he cares about uh, winning at a level that maybe others don't. The 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 I think the only other people on the on the Golden State Warriors that care about it to the same level. Are Steph and Clay the thing? And Clay about, can't move no more. And Clay, 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 Clay can't move no Clay more. need to retire. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't care about it to that level. Yeah, the, the the thing that we're saying is in an All Star environment. So All Star is I am giving you pageantry. I am giving you acknowledgement of all of your greatness. Right. And then we're gonna hug and kumbaya and and yeah, exchange it, t-shirts and, 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 uh, and the exchanging of the jerseys and all that. So what, go. what makes me as an individual? No, you, the, the point that you made is phenomenal. Yeah, what makes me as an individual is to get into the very core of the reason why right. I'm an all star. It would be that there has to be something on the line. The problem is that if for a team that's not going to get there, the bottom five, but they're in that mix, and that happens a lot because they get the top-level picks from the previous year mm. that they don't have the same gumption. But, yeah, I got you know, to keep it moving, and I can't wait till next week to have a more in-depth conversation. We'll see. On the deal, you know, when we talk about the three-point contest, the dunk contest, uh, we rehashed the game. Yeah, dunk contest is trash. Well, uh, uh. Let, let, let's see, because, you know, when Zach Levine won, I thought it was trash until Zach Levine sit over here and show me light skate catch and sit over yes, here and pop you, it. But, you know, you and I both know that the, the, the thing that has uh, taken over is the three point contest because it, it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a battle of will and skill. Mm-hmm. It's a battle of will and skill. I don't know if you ever how, you ever took up any shots like battle, that. Listen, it's, it's, I, listen, it's a monster. Uh, you and I both have hit three pointers, mm-hmm. but can I hit um, ten in a row? Oh, no, yeah, I, I can tell you no. I, 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 I don't even have to yeah. hesitate. No, uh, yeah. Or can I hit ten in this market and then ten over here? It's like it's like you 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 love that, but, and you know what? Uh, the league is not really equally prepared to to handle. Well, let me tell you somebody who might be able to at some point in time in their career, okay, hit ten in a row, okay, in a three point contest, in which I can guarantee you this individual and. In I'm not saying in our lifetime. Sometime soon is going to be in that same contest, and we're going to be looking like proud grandpas <laughs> talking about that. And that's when young Bronny comes to the league playing with his daddy. With all of his 5.3. Everybody forget that Bronny six months ago was sitting over here on the court 
No, I, I, I don't sat over that. here and got revived. We didn't even think that he'd be able to play now. And then everybody want to talk shit about his five points when he plays on a boo-boo team. And that's why LeBron says, let me save you from this bullshit and let me get you to this league. I'm so excited and fired up that the, the word has come out that um, the Lakers are willing to sit over here and mm. trade to ensure that they get Bronny to play it's with a, the Lakers. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. So it's coming. I just want to quickly hear about your take. I think this is important because he is a future star that we're going to be talking about years from now on this same podcast. I so. think I think I think Bronny has a has a perfect opportunity. I think that um, if I were him, I would not be in love with the fact that um, I'm going to be drafted dare I say, by the Los Angeles Lakers because of my father. But here's the, the flip side of that. Bronny, if he has the, the, the cauldron and the fire within him, mm-hmm. he could say, you guys just fucked around and got a gem because I'm going to be the next I think we, I think I think we do because we've seen – Bronny was boo boo four years ago. Well, I you know he what? was boo boo. I I I've seen I've seen him in high school. I've seen a maturation. And, yes, and 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 here's the deal: he's not a he's not a aggressive offensive player. Just like but his he's daddy, a, but he's a solid offensive. And player. you don't need to be at six three. Yeah, he ain't six nine like his daddy. No. He's six three. So if he can get to six four and play that role, he's not going to be his daddy. But if he does, but he can be a rock if, if solid NBA player. Yeah. Right down, take a picture. And if he doesn't grow one other centimeter, the only other thing that he needs to be caring about is I am going to show the world, shock and awe, that I am that motherfucker who can shoot that rock. And if he does that, and he decides to have that. Attitude of that, and I th- and I think that, and be, I think that's realistic. It's just a thousand shots a day. Yeah, that ain't hard to get to. Yeah, if if he has the attitude of that, because he's gotten there, his, he'll, his shot was he'll a be a motherfucker. Oh, and I and I and I think and I think we have that. So for all the people that are hating, yeah, LeBron has told us for five years prior he was going to play with his son, and then his wife came out and says, "You ain't going to just play with Bronny. You're going to play with Bryce too." So, from my perspective, is we got another four years of Brian, him going yeah, into forty three. But, but, but I, honestly, I would be shocked. Not super shocked. He's gonna play. But, with I, but I'll be shocked He's if he play, play with, with both of them. He, you can write down, take a picture, you play Bryce. Now, now, hold on. At 44, 40, 42, 43, 44, LeBron's gonna only average 14, 15 points. But that's all right. Mm. It's 43-44, and there's not a motherfucker that's ever played that as, at 43-44-45 is going to be averaging 14, 15 points a game. So it's all right. LeBron's going to be averaging one three game. He's going to be averaging four uh, free throws. So now we're looking at seven, and he's going to hit three to four shots a game. One every quarter? You're going to tell me LeBron at 40-something can't sit over here and get – uh, a pull up at the elbow 
every quarter, one I, shot. I, I will never say that because, you know, here's the funny thing. LeBron, presently. $2 million he spent on that body. Yeah, he can do it. Presently, I, I would expect him to be over the hill right now. I knew that. I knew that wasn't going to happen. No matter and, what. And, and I told Le- you that. LeBron looks better than 60, 70% yeah. of the league. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Right, right now. Take a right now, take a picture. Right now, take a picture. Why are you babysitting? Right now, take no, a picture. No, I'm not babysitting. You, you are babysitting. It's no, all. no. I've been drinking. Hey, you hey no, no, no. What are you talking about? Hey. He, he, Just because you decided to pour your hey, chalice hey, right now. He's been drinking. He's been drinking. <laughs> Hey, you a, no, you no, no, realize no, no. that you poured your chalice. No, no, no. It's all right. You, you couldn't pour your chalice into there. It's all right. We're going to put it down and go and sip your shit. Yeah. Hey, I, ladies and gentlemen. I got to go home. Hey, I drink this shit. He got to go home because, you know. Uh oh. <laughs> now, see. Now, 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 now I'm going to have to get it fired up. I had to find oh a way God. to get it fired uh, up. I'm going to have to go to the juke joint. <laughs> Where's my. Ladies and gentlemen, he talking about pistols and shit. We about to go to the All Star Weekend. Y'all enjoy this All Star Weekend coming up. It's absolutely phenomenal. Have some fun with it. But guess what? Yeah. You're gonna have an opportunity to see our upcoming stars, our Ant Man's, our Wimbies, all of our great stars coming up. And it's gonna be something phenomenal. We'll see you next week. We'll have a full recap of the All Star Game um, because I'm gonna make this man sit over and watch it. We're gonna have a full synopsis of what to expect in the upcoming season as we go into the playoffs with about roughly uh, 30 plus, just over 30 games left in the season. And uh, it's just time to get a crack. And this is, this is when the time you get excited. This is when, this is the yeah. build up to the this, playoffs. This, this so, is the moment. Yeah, yeah. this is the moment. It so is. I appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Um, it's going to come faster than you thought. We'll see you on Tuesday or on right, Wednesday. Man. Church Much on love. the move. Church on the move. Oh, you want a drink? Church. Oh, look at there. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>